Hello there. Thank you for clicking on the podcast. I'm driving home from a quick BJ's run and uh, Wegman's run, getting ready to head home and make a little chicken soup for dinner on this Saturday. Like my Rochester accent, Saturday. I started the podcast by saying, oh, that's a, a joke. Me and my wife have this joke, inside joke, stupid, very silly joke where anytime she calls me or I call her, we answer the phone and we go, oh. And it stems back to my grandfather, Grandpa Pete, Sauce Grandpa. He uh, he used to do this thing where I would call him. I would call my grandpa, and he was hard of hearing. So I would call him, and he would say, hello. And I would go, hey, Grandpa, it's me. And he'd go, who? And I'd go, me, it's it's Paul. It's, your, it's Paul. And he'd go, oh. And I'd go, your grandson, Paul. And it'd take him a second. He'd go, oh, Paul. So we turned that into, oh, every time we said, oh, I had to get him to the point where I could get him to go, ah, oh, before I knew I could have a conversation with him. Because anything before that, he would just go, uh-huh, uh-huh, if he didn't know who I was. Hey, listen, the uh, this is a little bit of a shorter podcast episode. I want to talk a little bit about some of the audio quality, but... Before I do that, I want to say, I had 100%, and when I say 100%, and I was positive feedback on monologuing before these episodes. My wife, in the last episode I said, my wife said, no more monologuing, people don't like it, keep it to two minutes. Uh, I was reached out to by, and when I say 100%, I'm going to be honest with you, I think it was probably about five people, but about five people reached out and said, love the monologuing, don't stop doing it. One lady, though, wrote the email, I think, that made the most sense. She said that, um, or maybe it wasn't an email, I think it was a Facebook message, actually. She said, um, your wife, you know, if it was my husband, I wouldn't want to hear him monologue either. You know, she hears your shit all the time. But those of us who don't get to hear your shit all the time and miss you on the radio, we would like to hear the monologuing. So I will start, I will go back to monologuing, I promise. Today, not a lot of monologuing. But I will go back to it in the near future, I promise. I do want to mention a couple things about this episode first. Uh, It's a little bit shorter. Eddie didn't have a ton of time. Um, We pushed it even as it was. Also, some audio quality issues. We recorded this in my conference room at the uh, plant. And there's a little echoing if you're not right up in the mic. And uh, I was having a hard time getting Eddie to be right up in the mic. So you might hear a little echo. Um, also, a lot of jostling around of the microphone, and that's on me. That's not Eddie's fault. Eddie's look, the guy's not a broadcaster. I'm not anymore either, for that matter. But anyway, I should at least be conscious of you know, let's make this sound good. And some people just just they get fidgety and they move the mic around a lot in their hands, and you're going to hear this in those situations. That's on me. I have to be better. I have to recognize that's happening, and I have to get a mic stand for somebody who's going to fidget quite a bit. Eddie was a bit of a fidgeter, but he was a great conversation. Somebody I look up to very much. He is a legend in the Rochester sauce world. Ladies and gentlemen, the founder... Oh, by the way, he is such a legend that as I brought him around the plant and introduced him to my employees, um, all of my employees essentially stopped in their tracks like, oh, wow, (laughs) you know, because I'm bringing people through there all the time. But this was the opportunity to bring somebody through who, like, is a big deal. Not that, not that I don't bring other big deals through, but you know, it, listen, in the world of sauce and Rochester, Eddie's a big deal. So anyway, it was an honor to have Eddie Harris out at Craft Cannery, had the chance to talk to him, a little bit of a shorter episode, but I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for listening.
new flavor of boss sauce out? You got to tell me about this, man. Yeah, hold the mic right up to your mouth. Yes, it's uh, boss sauce with blue cheese and boss jerk sauce. Oh, dude. How long have these been in development? Well, uh, actual development, probably two years. Thinking really? about it for about 10. <laughs> <laughs> when did it take me back to like 10 years ago? What was the, what was the thought that got you to finally say, hey, just want to come this. out with more flavors. Yeah. And uh, I noticed that um, blue cheese was with every um, pizza or wings and stuff like that. So I figured if I had a boss sauce with blue cheese, instead of double dipping, you'd just be doing a single dip. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you're, you're 100% right. Take me to the origin of boss sauce to begin with. Because I had you on the radio years ago. Yes. And we talked about all this, but, you know, I wanted to talk about it again because this is a podcast. So that interview's essentially lost at this point. But, like, who was Eddie Harris when he was a kid? <laughs> Just a regular guy. <laughs> regular kid, I should say. Yeah. Where'd you grow up? In Rochester. Rochester? Yes. Rochester. Was cooking a part of the family of your life? Well, my mother liked to cook because there were seven of us. So. Yeah, yeah. Did she make boss sauce? Yeah, she made the boss sauce. Did she invent it or did her mother invent it or did? I, I don't know whether her mother did, but she did. She <laughs> did? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did she call it boss sauce? No. <laughs> what did she used to call it? Just like a barbecue sauce. Just say, oh, I'm making sauce. Here's our sauce. And you just, you loved it, right? Yes. You guys loved it when she made it? Oh, yeah. Did she make big batches and leave it in the fridge or did she just make it when you guys needed it? Just when we needed it. Just when you needed yeah, it? She's been going to barbecue or cook or something like that. Yeah. Whip up a batch. What did you, what were you going to be when you grew up if I talked to you when you were like a teenager? Well, I, I liked outside work. So I became an operating engineer. Okay. And uh, sort of that's how Boss Saw started because uh, in the wintertime you get laid off. And I always wanted something to do in the wintertime. So, um, Fast forward a little bit, I opened up a restaurant, and my mom gave me the recipe, and uh, I started uh, my chicken dinners and rib dinners, so on and so forth, but people were buying just as much sauce as there were chicken dinners and stuff, so. <laughs> well, what was the name of the restaurant? Eddie's Chicken Coop. Eddie's Chicken Coop. Yeah, it was on Portland Avenue in Rochester. Yeah, yeah. So you do a restaurant, and people are coming in, and, and they're buying your food, but they're also saying to you, like, oh, I need more of this sauce. Right. They come in with their own containers for the sauce. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Hold, that, hold that mic right up. You get, you get, yeah. Don't be too shy with okay. the mic. Yeah, yeah. you got to almost eat it. It's crazy. <laughs> um, okay, so you, you do the restaurant, and, and does the restaurant itself go well, or is it just kind of like, hey, we're, we're struggling? No, or? the restaurant went well, and okay. I had it for almost 10 years. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and I started off, you know, just pouring by hand like most people yeah and uh just grew from there what led you to eventually say i'm going full-time sauce giving up the uh, restaurant side of this um maybe seven years into the restaurant because restaurants are long hours yeah, yeah and uh so i got a little tired of that right there with the sauce going good i said well that's when i decided so maybe i can do something with this yeah and so what were the first steps of that like what was boss sauce production like on day one uh by hand by with, hand with yeah. pitchers gallon pitchers mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, five gallon kettles mm -hmm. oh my god that is small five and i mean i, well, small I shouldn't kettles. say kettle i say five gallon pots yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but uh we, it was something it was really something were I you was, able to keep up back in the day like that oh yeah we yeah. always had to keep up yeah i got my little yeah. nephews and everybody was pouring yeah <laughs> <laughs> you Tell grew me. that i mean you grew boss sauce though i mean you are a legit big manufacturer at this point because you you were just telling me am i allowed to say about expanding yes you you currently have about fifteen thousand square feet yes and you've just bought another five thousand square feet yes approximately that, that yes that's exciting oh yeah yeah so what is it were you just out of room or was it too much of a of a deal to pass up or well it's out of room and then looking in the future also for growth yeah 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 and uh, i am in the city and i, I love in the city yeah 
and because they you know my my big plan is to create jobs right. for people in the city and so right. I, I stay there and the city is a sort of a helps a lot you know to right. keep me there right and uh yeah so you've you've expanded and and there's more and now you've got more flavors as we talked about exactly. but we'll, we'll get to that in just a second but the ramping up of boss sauce from just the five gallon pots mm -hmm. to where you're at right now yes was i had imagined that's quite the ride right and there's a business side to that so how did you grow boss sauce from just like eddie's recipe that he's making at this restaurant to like rochester's go-to sauce well it's it's well it's a slow process with me because you didn't have the big financing so you had to create you had to base it on sales and mm -hmm. what you can afford what you can buy and along the line there was an sba loan that assisted mm -hmm. and stuff like that and uh and small loans from the bank yeah and being a handyman too to help keep things going keeping costs down so oh yeah that's oh, yeah. boy i tell you how jealous i am of that around these because <laughs> that's one thing i'm not as a handyman yes so when something breaks around here i don't know how to fix it and i gotta tell you that's a huge weakness oh, that's, that's, that's something that could be yeah. something bad well we have to call you know we always have to i mean we've got good people we can call uh -huh. but you know there's a difference between calling somebody versus just being able to fix it right, right. now i mean there's a delay there the last thing you want to do is be shut down. Right. It yeah, sucks. That's true. That's yeah. true. So um, as you ramped up Boss Sauce over the years, you had to go from just being a guy who makes sauce to basically being a manufacturer, right? Right. And that's something that now more than ever I appreciate the hell out of because uh -huh. I see how hard it is to be a manufacturer. Uh -huh. What are some of the lessons you learned along the way of becoming a true, honest-to-God manufacturer? Do not cut corners. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, that's, that's the main thing I'll say. Go on, and, uh, go on. Yeah, and, and, yeah. My, and I get a little story. When I first started, um, the FDA showed up maybe two years later after I was uh, started, mm -hmm. and they came in with their lab coats, and uh, sort of shook me up a little bit, right? So they red tagged everything, said stop making everything. Oh my God! And they bought two hundred seventy dollars worth of sauce and left. I said, well, how long are you going to be? He says, well, we'll let you know. So two weeks later, they call and says everything's okay. Oh my God! And uh, that was the biggest. That was my first and biggest surprise. Or yeah. And uh, but everything's been good since then. Wait, wait, so they they actually bought the sauce though. They yeah, bought two hundred. They asked me a lot of questions about the label, my sure. claims of being all natural, all that kind of stuff like that. Yeah. So they took it back to be analyzed. Yeah. And everything passed flying colors. Well, all natural to this day is very highly kind of like debatable, isn't it? Because there's the FDA. From what I understand, the FDA kind of picks and chooses when or not they're going to crack down on all natural because yes. it, you can kind of say all natural anytime right, right? it's kind of like it's kind of like farm to table restaurants uh -huh. like you know like it's a chicken it came from a farm even if you're eating it at mcdonald's chicken right, nuggets right. that chicken came from a farm oh yeah is, is mcdonald's farm to table you know it's kind of <laughs> like that claim yeah but it's interesting i don't know i mean what other you know you were talking about claims they were looking at what your label right so they want to look at your ingredient statement mm -hmm. stuff like that and kosher and yeah, right like sure sure yeah the rabbi used to come in and bless the kitchen i was gonna check, ask check all the uh what is it like to, to run kosher runs of things because that's a whole you don't you have to do a whole thing for that well it's well i guess the blessing the kitchen and then the, the product that i used to use was kosher so i used to get their their um paperwork from them as to yeah. proof and everything yeah yeah and uh they agreed, and it's been that way ever since. Does the rabbi hang out during that entire production run, or does he just bless the kitchen and leave? Or uh, like, that's it. Yeah. Does the rabbi take off with like a trunk full of sauce? Oh or? no, he doesn't no, do that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, he doesn't do that. <laughs> what? Else? So don't cut corners. That's a really good lesson. Oh, yeah. What about um, now? I'm just being selfish and asking for advice. But what about as you, 
you know, we're, we've been very lucky here, and I think mm -hmm. we're also probably looking to expand at some point. What, what would you say for advice during expansion? Because you've obviously expanded several times, right? Yes. Yeah. What would you say for advice on expanding a manufacturing business? Have good planning. Okay. Good planning to make sure everything's in place. So when you get everything up and running, it's, it's going to run smooth. Okay. You're going to have a couple of hiccups, but, sure. you know, you, you'll be there to anticipate yeah. what's going to go wrong. That's about it. And... Um, and I can say plan for the future also. Everything's planning yeah. and getting a good advice. Okay. Good advice. How many different flavors of boss sauce are you making right now? Uh, let's see. I think it's uh, five, five. Seven. Seven, I think. Yeah, seven, seven things. And um, do you do any co-packing right now or do you just you do all boss just sauce? Just all boss sauce. Just boss sauce? Yes. So um, how, do you, how have you managed to kind of control the ingredients? Meaning, um, so let's say you've got... I mean, sugar. I don't know sugar, right? Mm -hmm. So you have sugar in your sauce. What do you do if the sugar supplier changes? I mean, how do you? I mean, over the years that has to have happened at some point, right? Where it's like, oh, we can't get this, so now we got to get that. No. Well, it's probably happening right now with the pandemic. The only, the only changes I've made is um, I made them. You know, oh. No one else made them for me because when I first started, it was uh, granulated sugar, mm -hmm. pound bags, and then you go with the crave. You know, you change to high fructose. Mm -hmm. Then you have that thing about uh, cancer causing, so mm -hmm. I had to switch back to granulated. So that's where I am now. Mm -hmm. But again, looking ahead, they have a new natural sugar that's liquid, and uh, I'm thinking about trying that out. Li that, uh, liquid sucrose, right? At least something it, like that. Yes, but it's, it's actually sugar. Oh, nice. It's, 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 uh, it's not like uh, sucrose or it's not like high fructose. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's all I want to make sure that it's, it's all natural, uh, real sugar. Yeah. So you want to make sure it's all natural, and then obviously you want to do a tiny little test batch and go oh, side yeah. by side and make sure. Oh yes. This tastes Definitely. exactly right, right. Because sugars nowadays, you can get the level of sweetness you want. Yeah. And the level of thickness you want. So it's yeah, sort of yeah. easy. Have you? Um, we were talking about this off off of the podcast, so you don't have to tell me if you don't want to. But mm -hmm. I'll I'll tell the story because I have you ever had to dump a batch of boss? Because I have I've had to dump googly almonds a few times. I'll bet you everybody has. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't feel bad about that. Everybody does. It just happens. You right? go from um, missing something mm -hmm. to leaving a valve open. Have <laughs> <So, laughs> you had some good spills? Oh yeah. What's your best spill? Because I I want to see if I've I've got a terrible spill that I cannot wait to tell you about. And I'm wondering if it's if I've beaten your best spill yet. I had a 150 gallon spill. I thought oh. I corrected the problem, fired back up, and spilt it again. Oh my God! I think you just <laughs> beat me. So 300 total gallons yeah. gone. Okay, my record is 275 gallons. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, the third time. How careful were you when you fired it back up? Oh, man, I, I got a big sign of that, a neon sign. As a matter of fact, that you can't make a mistake. <laughs> Boy, those are tough cleanups, huh? Yeah. That's a whole day cleanup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got some small ones now. That those are the big ones you said. Mm -hmm. I can, uh, a filler machine. Um, it. Uh, I can say I got a sensor that, that controls the level. Oh, nice. The sensor went out. I mean, and uh, it uh, it overflowed. Uh -huh. That was the first overflow, so I didn't know where to stop, where button to push yeah. to stop. And, uh, <laughs> so it's just flowing, and it's you're just, just panicking. Flowing, yeah. What do I press? And you're looking for a plug. What can I yeah, unplug? Exactly. <laughs> I imagine. Yeah. Okay, so we said you're up to seven flavors now. So you got original mm -hmm. boss sauce, mm -hmm. and then what are the what? You have uh, the regular boss sauce. You have hot. You have mild. You have your thicker, richer. You have um, boss sauce with blue cheese. 
and you have your um, jerk sauce, boss jerk sauce. Okay. Right. Those right. six. Okay. Okay. So mm-hmm. let's talk about then the the origin for you already kind of talked about blue cheese a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about jerk as well then. So mm-hmm. you said you've been thinking about those for like ten years. Yeah. What was the origin idea of boss sauce should have a jerk flavor and it should have a blue cheese? You said blue cheese. It was people are dipping them in both anyway. Right. People like blue cheese. They eat blue cheese with their chicken wings. And stuff. Yeah. So you, when you late boss sauce, you know a lot of people use it on chicken. Yeah. So it's just like a, uh, marrying the two together. Yeah. And uh, it's simple. You know, it tastes great with boss sauce, and so if you had it all in one dip, hey, that's that's what they want, and it tastes great. Yeah. Yeah. How about the jerk seasoning one? Well, jerk sauce. A lot of people do jerk sauce, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it's, a, it's a flavor. It's a unique flavor. And if you can capture that, that's a, a side of that in Rochester who people will buy the product mm-hmm. and introduce it to other areas and everything. Well, it's a it's a Jamaican. Yes. Right. And that Peppa Pot restaurant downtown is mm-hmm. so popular. People right. love that. Yes. Absolutely love that. Yes. I just had Peppa Pot a few weeks ago and right. it is so good. So good. Right. So, um, so. Boss sauce as it has grown. Now let's instead of manufacturing, let's talk about business. You do everything, right? You're the yes. you're the guy on both sides, manufacturing yes. and business. Um, help me understand because I am in a situation where I'm doing the same thing. Uh-huh. How the hell do you manage it all, Eddie? It's 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 <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough, but you know I like it. You uh-huh. know, so uh, I like the challenges and, and so you know. But again, you do have to have your accountants, you do have to have your bookkeepers sure. to help you on everything because you can't do everything. Right. So you just have to delegate. And make sure you have everything delegated properly. Would you say it sounds like what you're saying is, you know, know your strengths, know your weaknesses. Exactly. You're not an accountant, right? Right. You can fix the machine, but you maybe you can't, you can't do your own taxes. I don't know. Exactly. And so you say, look, where I, where I have my weaknesses, that's where I need to hire. Right. And where I have my strengths, that's what I do. That's it, 100%. That's it? Yes. Okay. So that's really good advice. Just mm-hmm. recognize your weaknesses. Hire your weaknesses. Exactly. Really. Um, do you have a pretty good team? I mean, how have you done it finding employees? I mean, um, over the years, I'm sure you've had hits and misses like we all have. But that's that's it. You know, yeah. you, got, you get employees, you know, and some go, some stay. Yeah. You know, so yep. you always have to anticipate, you know, you hate yeah. to say that, but if, if a person leaves, you have to be ready for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you I have know. to be able to, ready to step in yourself. Yeah. You have to be able to do every job yes. in your own plant. Yeah. That's right. Um, do you, what do you think about like for boss sauce for generations to come? I mean, do you have kids? Is there somebody waiting in the wings? Well, no, nah, I, I don't. I do have kids, but I, they're thinking of other things, you know. Okay. You know, so you know how that goes. So you just have to plan, you know, to um, pass it on some kind of way or yeah. sell or whatever that might be. Right, right. Have you, you put? Know. Do you put any thought into that now, or are you like, no, I'm, I'm full I'm, steam ahead with? I'm growth. into it now. You know, I'm doing things, looking ahead like that now. Just figuring out how to. Yeah. They, it sounds to me, and you tell me if I'm wrong or if I'm crossing the line. Sounds to me like you're you're preparing to be able to sell it. Right. You're you're, you're always doing that. You know, yeah. Because when you have something, you know. Um, how much do you want to do? How long do you want to do it? Yeah. Um, you know, if you have kids, if you don't have kids, if they want to be involved, they don't want to be involved. Yeah. So you have to just, everybody's circumstance different. Yeah. And yeah. so you just have to figure out what you're going to do and do so, it. So let me ask you a question. This is, it's cool to talk to you because we're in unique situations mm-hmm. and you obviously are a much bigger legend. I, but I have this mm-hmm. product as well that's out mm-hmm. in stores and things. So um, when I get people come here, a lot of times, because we are co-packers, so uh-huh. we make other people's stuff. People a lot of times, and it, this runs the gamut, but some people are very, very protective of their recipe. Exactly. right? And really. which, of course, you have to be with boss sauce, because right. that's a legendary mm-hmm. item. And other people are a little bit more like, yeah, here you go. You know, here it is. I'm a little bit more on the yeah, here you go yeah. side. But there's a difference. I'm just making pasta sauce. 
Right. You're making something that's very proprietary. Uh-huh. So the question I'm getting around to is, how do you control and manage who actually has access to the boss sauce recipe? Because there's got to have been a time in these past bunch of years where you hire somebody who you don't know. Right. You just hired them. They're coming in. Now they're helping with production. They're seeing the recipe. Mm-hmm. How do you control that? You know, I mean, in some cases, somebody is... A lot of these kids probably don't care, right? They, they, you know, but there could be someone comes along one day that snaps a quick picture of something and then puts it on Facebook. I mean, how do you manage for that? The recipe is, is not the recipe, so to speak. Uh-huh. You know, um, what they see is not what they see. If I'm saying it correctly, you have vinegar, but vinegar comes 20 different ways. So, so exactly which vinegar you're using, that's what you consider to be the big now, secret. Now, since we've been talking, yeah. well, I said sugar. Yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of sugars. Right. All different types of sugars. So right. it's, 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 if anybody tried to copy that, you know, it's, it's very difficult. Right. So really the only thing you can really protect, actually protect, is your logo, your trademark. And that's, that's the deal. That's what sells your product, too. Right, right. So um, I wouldn't be afraid of that because once you get going, you know, when you start buying your product, it's going to change you know how, yeah. how it works you know you got a sauce well what type of sauce yeah you know yeah, yeah. you have a vinegar what strength vinegar right what right. type of vinegar right what type of whatever that may be right so you, it's, you're, uh, you're so right about that because mm-hmm. you're right i mean it's it's you know you have to list your ingredients on your bottle yes. so it's not a huge secret what's right. in there exactly. it's a matter of exactly it's everything you just said right it's yeah you're right eddie what else? What else do you want to talk about? I mean, I got the founder of Boss Sauce sitting in front of me. I, I could sit here for hours, but yeah. I know you got to go soon. Yeah. So. yeah, we're covering everything. You know, that's, that's basically about it. You know, uh, where can they buy the new flavors right now? Right now, it's in the meat markets in the city of Rochester. Okay. And uh, we're we're starting to get it out now. You know, it's been a tough time this year, and so it's it's a little real hard to um, to start something new. So we're just trying to weather the storm now, and uh, once we get everything weather ready in the country and everything, we'll, we'll start expanding it to get everything ready. I guess what I'm doing is uh, preparing, yeah. you know, to get uh, to really go, if I can't say that, you know, oh, yeah. about the new products and stuff like of that. Of course. Yeah. Well, well I, I want to ask you something that I, I didn't think I was going to have the balls to ask you, but now I'm going to ask it to you because I just, I just really freaking love you. I've only been around you a couple times, <laughs> but I've followed you and I've read yeah. about you and I've, you know, and I, I, yeah. know, I know a lot about you. You're, you're the type of guy who, when I meet people, I'm like, hey, I've met Eddie Harris. Oh, man. You know, I feel like, you know? So I want to ask you a question that I yeah. probably wasn't going to ask you, but now I'm feeling yeah. comfortable enough to ask you. How have you, over the years, positioned yourself against, now I'm going to say a curse word here, mm-hmm. country suite. In the years, I would imagine... You know, you two are the two. You're yeah. the two, right? How have you over the years differentiated and said Boss Sauce is the, your better option, whether you're talking to a customer, whether you're talking to Wegmans or whoever you're talking to? How have you positioned that? You know, what I found out is that um, with all the sauces, you know, they're who they are. Mm-hmm. You know, and pe- I let the people do the picking, you know, as to who's the better one, who's, you know, because taste is the individual. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, and I feel if I just keep making my product the way I make it, keep it good you know they're gonna come buy it he's a competitor and uh he's there but it's okay yeah you know it's okay eddie what you just said i hope people can understand because there was so much wisdom behind what you just said (laughs) because what you just said was i can't worry about other people i have to worry about boss sauce there you go right there you go and if you spend your time looking at others you're not looking at yourself exactly and you 
you only have to look at yourself. Right. There was a really famous meme that went around of Michael Phelps. Mm-hmm. And I think it was, um, an, it was the Olympics. And it was something about like the guy in second place mm-hmm. is the guy who looks backwards. But the guy in first place is only looking exactly. forward. That's boss sauce. Right. Right? Well, you can look at it that way. Yeah. That yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. You just have to worry about what you do. You know, you might have um, a secret on your label that's subliminable that people see and that you know and so you, you keep that you don't change it yeah and right. i try not to change you know unless i just have to yeah and of course uh, that's that's just been my motto there yeah and it works all right yeah it well, works okay eddie thanks so much for coming by man, man i appreciate is, coming having you here was such an honor and yeah. having you walk through and meet my employees yeah and, you know they they were so excited to meet you yeah <laughs> you know, it's really cool <laughs> right eddie harris ladies and gentlemen yeah. you're the man all right thank you